I'm spinning in circles and talking to myself. Spinning in circles and talking to myself. Welcome to a new spin on autism. Answers with host and international speaker and performer, Lynette Louise. Besides working on her doctorate in psychophysiology, Lynette has raised eight children, six adopted, and four of them falling somewhere on the autism spectrum. Laugh with her, cry with her, as she talks to both experts and parents and takes you through the often confusing, sometimes frustrating, sometimes overwhelming, but always fascinating world of autism. Hello and welcome. This is a new spin on autism, Answers. I'm Lynette Louise, your story teacher host, and lots of you are now calling me the Brain Broad. We're going to have a wonderful day. But before we get to our guest, remember to stay to the very end of the show where we will have stories from the road. So one of the advantages to being one of my families on Fix It in 5, the web series that's on the Autism Channel and will soon be available via download on Amazon.com is that you have constant access to me. And so whenever something goes down that isn't very pretty, (laughs) that family has an easy way of getting a hold of me and sort of discussing it and saying, hey, I really want to do a shout-out to the people and say this is what we're dealing with. And so that's the situation right now today. So I'm actually going to tape this because my show doesn't come up for a couple of weeks, but I want to catch this in the moment when it's happening because I so lived through this so many times in my life, and it's what happens with us, and we really want to talk about it. So... This is, and this is the next family that will be up on the Autism Channel. We just finished the Uganda family. The San Francisco family will be up soon. And so this is about Xavier, who's, you know, kind of a big dude, really beautiful, just totally gorgeous, loves to jump, make all kinds of noises. When I met him, he was a little bit aggressive. Um, well, pretty aggressive, but <laughs> but beautiful and and loving in between and shaped and, and changed um, quite beautifully. So I want to tell you, or actually have his dad, who's not in my show, so this is really exciting to have his dad talk about the situation, tell you about something that just happened. And just to put it in context, mom's been real sick and had to have surgery, and dad's been taking care of his day, so things have been a little different over there. Let's find out what's going on. So, Vince, thank you so much for being willing to speak to the audience and, and sort of share what's going on for you, because I know it goes on for everybody. Heck, it certainly happened to me over and over again. So let's talk about it. Tell the story. Sure, Annette. Hi. Uh, so uh, I did have Zay for about the last month and a couple weeks, few weeks, close to bordering on uh, on two months. Jody was sick. Um, but... Uh, I was happy to have him and, uh, you know, not being the kid's primary caregiver any time that I get time with either uh, Xavier or his sister, I relish the opportunity. So here me and Zay, uh, we have our long visit with Dad, you know, like any other 16-year-old or atypical or on the spectrum. There's only so much time that a teen is going to want to spend with their pops. So, <laughs> you know, oftentimes he's wanting to be home doing his thing and, you know, he's protesting and counting down the days of when he goes back home. So uh, suffice to say, you know, Zay was inconvenienced in that he would have much rather been home. But right. we made the best of it. We had our long visit. Towards the end of the visit, Um, You know, as folks out there know, uh, kids and young adults on the spectrum have uh, issues with sleep, you know, insomnia. So oftentimes, even with uh, supplements like melatonin and stuff like that or, you know, just activities that could mellow out a kid, uh, they may pop up at 4 a.m. every night or every morning. And uh, that happened a couple of times. And one of the times I was asleep and I think Zay was up and was doing some self-stimulating behavior, like some of the jumping that you were talking about. And Mm -hmm. uh, I guess I should say, uh, Louise, that Zay has been really mellow and it's been a long time since he's had any meltdowns or done anything beyond like maybe giving us a little pinch of where inconveniencing him. But, you know, none of the 
extra hole in the wall type of stuff. So he's been cool. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so I'm trying to give you guys the abridged version of this. Let me blow through it. Um, so um, our downstairs. So basically, he's doing really well, but he's autistic, yeah. so he, he likes yeah. to make unusual sounds and jump, and he's got a big body, and so it, it's just different for folks, right? Sure, 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 okay. sure. Understood, understood. And and that much unfair. At that point, we're still having a conversation exchange. So there's these two young ladies. I live in uh, San Francisco area. I live in the upper market, which is sort of on the outside border of the Castro. So I have a lot of uh, gay folks in my neighborhood. And um, in San Francisco, which is the biggest metropolitan city with the least amount of kids, I live in the district with the least amount of children. So I sort of get <laughs> the the tolerance levels for behavior that doesn't necessarily match everyone around, but I find it a bit ironic when we're talking about tolerance in the LGBT community. So anyway, moving on. Uh, well, it is ironic. I mean, it, this, this, <laughs> let's zero in on that for a second. If you're a community that's wanting to be accepted with your different way, it should extend. You would think naturally that you would then accept other people's difference. But I, I hate to tell you this, my experience is the opposite. The more comfortable yeah. a person is in their life and the less they have to fight for position, the more accepting they are, which is why I'm always trying to breed, you know, breed acceptance out in the world. Yes. So, you know, yes. the irony lives. Okay, go on. Yep. Okay. So our two downstairs neighbors, two girls, couple, we get along with them great. They have a party. They come and let us know. They invite us. They bring us cake. Uh, they, you know, and vice versa. Uh, the girl, one of the girls saw me, um, coming out of the apartment and said, you know, I've been hearing noise like around 4 a.m. Like I really need to sleep because I have to be up at five and it's been keeping me up. And I said, yeah, my son is autistic. He's been with me. She says, oh, yeah, I know, like, as if she was familiar. I said, you know, Zay has insomnia. She, she says, oh, yeah, no, I know your son is autistic. And my ex uh, had a son. We had a son. Um, with how she standing. We had a son who had autism, so I know how it could be sometimes. Um, still sort of stated her frustration. I said, you know, um, like maybe best I can do is sort of delay when I've been giving him his supplements that help him sleep and maybe doing it later into the evening and hope that that sort of takes him, you know, his sleep out from when you leave and then that way you're you're not disturbed uh, you know trying to work towards a solution obviously um she's frustrated because she needs to sleep i'm frustrated because i feel like you know what can i do and i express that and you know i may have i may have been tense i, I wasn't really attacking her but it was like you know mm -hmm. what do you want me to do i can't put him outside i can't commit him for you. I can't right. dope him up for you. Um, I, I take a deep breath. I go back. I basically say, look, you know, I'll talk to Xavier and I'll try and do what I said about the melatonin. And after speaking to Xavier that evening, in fact, he did wake up in the wee hours in the morning because I was so sort of on edge about it. So did I. Um, he did not get out of bed and was quiet. So, I mean, the kid can be reasonable. He can be talked to. Um, right. That happened. Now, we have an across-the-wall neighbor, a gentleman who no one in the building, I mean, uh, I shouldn't say a finite term like that, but more than a few, including the girls downstairs, don't necessarily get along with cohabitating in this very large flat, uh, very large old building in San Francisco with a bunch of flats in it. Uh, the gentleman often complains about noise from all the roommates. Um, we've had a sort of, I guess, confrontation, you can say, where he was like, I hear humming and, you know, this loud moaning from your room. And I explained to him, my son has autism and he's sort of like, turned around, put his hand up, like, oh, okay, well, I get it. All right, so I guess I have to tolerate that kind of attitude. Who knows? Um, really just bad disconnects and communication um, with mm -hmm. 
uh, folks. I'm in the information technology industry. So is he. He tends to have a reputation that exceeds outside of how he lives with people uh, at home and some of right. it follows him professionally, at least, right. you know, that's right. been my experience, things that folks have told me. Um, so this, I've, I see during the day that there was a handwritten letter that came before the mail that was addressed to my roommate. Um, and I knew that there were some issues with our house cat um, going and pooping on the roof and the landlords are mad. My roommate's been there really long and in San Francisco. We all know about the rent. So he's worried to death that they're just waiting for him to kick so they can make the rent four times or, you know, look for some BS reason to try and play him out of his place so that they can jack okay, up the so, rent. Okay, so what we're getting a picture of is you got your the tensions mounting for you because you got your guy beside you, you got your landlord, you got your girls underneath you. Yes, guy, yes. You know, so, and and I don't know if your experience is like mine, but when I felt like that and I had kids, I was more likely myself to lose it, which, of course, will make my children lose it. Which will turn, So it's like the more they attack, the worse it gets. So I think that's what you're describing. You're getting that kind of feeling everywhere. Yes, yes. And here I am with Zay, who's just really just trying to do this thing. And I'm, I'm sort of congratulating him for sticking with his dad. And, you know, I didn't have much money for us to be going out and bopping around the city and doing a bunch of stuff, going to the movies every other day. So a lot of time, other than walking around the neighborhood, we were in the house. So, you know, I, I'm commending him. And here I am now after these this one noise complaint sort of like shushing him for everything that he does and feeling bad like God, you know. Right, right, which of course makes him want to go home all the more because now yeah. everything he does, every movement. Okay, so we get the picture, boy, oh, boy, oh, do we ever. So yeah. okay. <laughs> So now so, what happens? So what happened is this handwritten letter, My, I wake up the next day, um, me and Zay retire without sort of me getting an opportunity to speak to my landlord, the other adult in the house, the guy who the letter was written to, I can tell when he wakes up that there's this tension. I ask him about it. He says, I was like, I ask about the letter. I'm like, what was that handwritten letter? Are the landlords tripping? And he's like, no, it's from the neighbor. Do you want to read it? It's just going to make you mad. And I'm like, well, uh, no, I don't necessarily have to read it. And he's like, it's com- he's complaining about Zach. And the whole letter, I'm like, in the whole letter, he's talking about Xavier. Um, so this gentleman basically, you know, lays out that he hears these noises all the time, uh, at all hours, that he is disturbed. He can't enjoy peace in his apartment. His room is opposite uh, my room. Uh, he's ironically just had an operation and is trying to recoup. Never mind that I have my son because his mom had an operation and she's trying to recoup. Uh, he makes some dry threat about, um, you know, I hate to have to do, you know, go on a more unpleasant route, a route that would be more unpleasant for both of us. Um, so, you, you know, it's just the guy's just continuing to throw his weight around. My roommate felt sort of like he had to kowtow to this guy's thing because of the issues with uh, with the building. So, I mean, it was, I felt sort of, um, you know. Uh, it was yucky. Gang, gang, ganged up on, and uh, I, I yeah. felt better after I went on Facebook and I saw that a woman the same day at the same time was going through maybe different dynamics, but a similar issue, essentially tenant, autistic child, even the fact that she was African-American um, and landlord, and there being an issue around the kid's behavior and tolerance and what's normal, what I will take and will stand and what I won't stand for, what okay. I can do legally and what I can't do legally. So I tell this long-winded story in hopes that folks out there will know that when they experience these things, like Lynette has, like I have, like the woman and her family who have that I found on the Internet and who I'm now trying to sort of 
do some grassroots okay. thing with and same intent by doing this is that you're not alone in that we do have rights. Please look at your tenant rights in your state. And um, if you know, I didn't see much in conjunction to sort of together with tenant rights and special needs, but I know that information is out there. Um, we all know the issues with the laws. Like, do you empower yourself? Yeah, it, it is. But, yeah, totally, Vince. So when with me, I actually got petitioned out of neighborhoods because there were so many weird kids. And, <laughs> and they literally, the whole neighborhood would get a petition together and, and want me to leave. Or they'd, you know, they'd call the town all the time. Oh, there's her, the hinge on her gate is off. It was just awful. Yes. But, but, you know, here's the thing. There is something we can do. So in my show, I always try to come up with what can we actually do? What action can we as human beings take that's not going to rile us up more and turn us into fighters fighting fighters and just sort of have two people on the opposite side with our fists up? And here's something I came up with, and I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but let's throw it around a little bit. Okay. So um, there's two things that come to mind when you tell your story. One was there was this family that I remember reading about um, that got on an airplane with their autistic child. And they, they got on the airplane, and they had, <laughs> they had made flyers with earplugs. Mm-hmm. And they literally, as soon as they, everyone was seated, the dad got up and he passed to each person an explanation of the child and, and the sounds and a pair of earplugs should they feel that the sounds were offensive in any way or bothersome. Well, the, the letter was so beautiful, and they had handed the people a tool. They were, they were kind of in a position of you'd have to be the most horrible person. You'd have to see yourself as horrible. That's the truth. Sure. You'd have to see your horribleness in order to complain, and you could always put the earplugs on. What that really brought to mind for me is comedy. So let's talk about this for a second. When when we watch stand-up comedy, and there's a comedian or in a, a you know in a TV sitcom or something, they so often treat it as if a crying child on an airplane or a no, you know what I mean? Not even not even a special child, just a crying child on an airplane is the worst, most horrible thing. And they get away with saying mean stuff like, um, you know, shut that kid up or else, you know, whatever. Yes. I think at a grassroots level, we have to not find that funny. What's your thought on that? Yes. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I I find, you know, mean spiritedness for the sake of, you know, sarcasm as funny or you know, flash. It you, what you just described makes me think of a time I was on a bus and there was a woman who clearly had Tourette's and was having an episode, and everybody was just so just drawn about it. It's like, oh my God, I can't stand it. And I, I say to her, I'm like, you got Tourette's, huh? She's like, yeah. I mean, the second that I said that, you should have saw her face like lit up. And then everyone else around all of a sudden was like, oh, I didn't think that the poor woman might have had Tourette's. Right. You know. <laughs> Here, so let's do a call to action right now. Let's make a difference. Vince, let's make yeah. a difference because I'm sick of this. And if we just complain about it, we do need to support each other. And I love that you connected with this lady. But let's actually do a call to action, which is we're going to say to everybody, for the next two weeks, and I'm going to put it on my Facebook post too, for the next two weeks until this show comes, after this show comes out, I want everybody to switch the joke so that the joke is on the person with the attitude. Right? So the person that we make the joke about is the one who can't handle a little crying in an airport because, you know, what, you were never a child? However we put it, that's going to be our call to action. Does that sound like like we might make a difference? It sounds like it will make a difference. I think so, too. Let's you and I start on Facebook until the show comes out. Keep talking about the show. Okay, so this show will come out not this coming Monday, but the one after. So from now till then, you and I are going to keep bringing that up for people so that when the show comes out, they listen and go, ah, deal? We'll do. We'll do. Deal. Okay. All right, so now we have something we can do about it. Thank you. Thanks for sharing. And give that Zay a big pat on the back. You tell him I think he's doing great. I will. (laughs) All right. Love you guys. Love you too. Take care. Bye. 
You are listening to a new spin on Autism Answers. I'm Lynette Louise, the Brain Broad, your story teaching host. And don't forget to stay to the end of the show for stories from the road. Okay, 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 okay. It's the great guest giveaway. But like I've been doing lately, we're going to do it with a little spin because it makes sense. After all, this is a new spin. Spin on autism. We're going to tell you that the giveaway already was given away. So here's the coolest thing. Um, the next guest we're going to talk to, I actually wasn't doing a great guest giveaway. And, I, and we were chatting and I said, well, you know, we met when I was at a conference and you were selling Legal Shield and I got it. And by the way, I've already used it a bunch of times. It's been really awesome. You know, do you mind if we talk about that? Because that wasn't what we were going to talk about. And he's like, no, no, that's fine. That's great. And, and we got to chatting, and he explained that there's something new, like a website that's going up. And, uh, oh, he's not going to tell us about it yet, though. Ooh, because it, it's not up yet. But well, we'll get him to tell us, and you can just make a note of it for later. So um, anyway, the point of all that is, is, I have a son at home, as you know, Dar, who's got, you know, some major disabilities still. And I was talking with him, and he's talking about this, and he goes, you know, that it's going to cover people that have disabilities at home. And I said, oh, i got to get Dar on that. And he goes, Dar's already on it. I was like, pa-ching, I don't have to buy something? Wow. <laughs> Dar's already on it. He's already covered. Just notify the company, put his name on it. He's, he's in. What you bought covers him. So I feel like the great guest that we are about to talk to just gave it away to me. So I'm really excited about that because, as you all know, worrying about what's going to happen with our kids when we're not looking, especially when they you know, have challenges and are kind of at the mercy of the world, um, is often a big deal. And that was what Vince was talking about. That's what I just talked about. And now that's what Kevin Mull is going to talk to us about for a second, and then a little bit about Legal Shield, and then another really cool subject. So we got to talk fast because there's lots to cover. Hey, Kevin Muller, thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. Well, thanks for for having me on the on the podcast, and excited to be here. And first, before we even get started, I appreciate you and and all that you do. Your story is absolutely amazing. Your dedication, not only to uh, your own children on the, on the spectrum and with special needs, but what you've done around the world is just fascinating. So thank you for having me on. Oh, you're more than welcome, and I appreciate the gratitude. Um, and, you know, it, it should happen for all of us all the time. We live in a very different world, so thank you back. Um, and for your dedication, but we're going to get to that in a minute. Let's talk about Legal Shield first. Tell them what Legal Shield is. I've I've spoken with Legal Shield on the show before, but not for a long time. So please just give them um, a quick description of Legal Shield and why they would be very lucky to have it. Because I agree, I think they would be very lucky to have it. Sure. Well, Legal Shield gives you the ability to talk to an attorney for a flat monthly fee instead of paying two, three, four hundred dollars an hour. And so the average person, either A, they can't afford two, three, four hundred dollars an hour, or B, they don't want to afford two, three, four hundred dollars an hour. And so what uh, Legal Shield has done over the last 42 years has pulled together literally over 6,900 attorneys across the United States and Canada um, that for about, you know, less than a dollar a day, you can access them. So if you have any, uh, you know, phone consultations, you want to talk to an attorney, they'll do that. They'll also write letters and make phone calls on your behalf, which is invaluable. Uh, before you sign any contracts or documents, they'll review that for you. And they'll also prepare your will, living will, health care power of attorney, and, and also adjust those on an annual basis for you to keep it current. And in the event that you find yourself in the courtroom, whether it's a uh, moving traffic violation in your vehicle, like a speeding ticket, or if it's a lawsuit where you find yourself defendant, uh, or if you need a tax attorney for an audit, then they'll actually provide courtroom hours for you as well, and all that's included for uh, less than a dollar a day. Yeah, it's really awesome. And as a matter of fact, I've never talked to attorneys because, you know, it's just that extra expense and difficulty figuring out who to call. And as soon as I got Legal Shield, I've already used it. I've got my will done. I've, <laughs> you know, I mean, I've already got my money's worth for the year, really, because I got my will done. And then I had a bunch of questions about different business things, like whether to set up LLCs or different things like that. 
and um, not-for-profits and how to go about it and, you know, just different stuff. And I've talked to, like, four different attorneys already, and it's been helpful every time. So um, I really think this is a great product, people that really I, I think it might give you a lot of peace of mind having to deal with the things you have to deal with often with schools and, and that sort of thing. Um, and neighbors like Vince, our earlier guest, having to deal with a neighbor and wouldn't you could say, here's what my lawyer had to say about that. So uh, just do give it a, a thought. Uh, maybe make a phone call. Where would they call or what website would they go to, Kevin? Well, um, and, and also a point I want to mention, too, that you and I discussed earlier during the, uh, the so-called giveaway is that it, this does cover, actually, the member, their spouse, or significant other, and all of their children uh, up to the age of 26 if they're full-time in college, uh, never married, or up to the age of 26 if they're living at home, up to the age of 18 if you are their legal guardian. But regardless of age, if they're physically or mentally challenged, regardless of age, as long as they're still living at home, for the lifetime of the membership, they're actually covered for free. And so uh, for information on that, you can actually um, visit our Facebook page, which we'll talk about here in a moment, but it's um, AmericanAutismCenter.com. And on our Facebook page, you can just send a message. That message actually currently just goes straight to me, and, uh, and I'll be glad to give you some information on it. That's perfect. That's, that's very perfect. And a great lead-in to the um, Autism Center. So talk about that. Well, it's a, uh, to put a long story short, my, um, my nephew has autism, and we have a specialty pharmacy that treats kids with bleeding disorders and have for a number of years here in the great state of Alabama, where I'm from. And so I was used to uh, working with children, um, at least being around that, um, and, um, you know, we fell in love with uh, being able to help these children that um, had bleeding disorders. And my nephew got diagnosed with autism, and uh, me being a marketing and a business guy, I decided that I was very intrigued uh, by the world of autism. And I'm more intrigued today than I was years ago when this happened. But we started traveling the country and really trying to learn uh, more and more and more and more about autism and uh, meet with some of the top individuals really across the world, not just the nation. And I uh, did a lot of things for my nephew to help him out. And he became the poster child in our area. Doctors were saying, you know, what, what is it that you're doing? And people that had told us a, a prognosis of, you know, he will never do this and he will never do that. All of a sudden he started doing these things. And so people were asking, well, you know, what are you doing? And, you know, I looked at family and said, you know, I wish there were one place where we could uh, take him, just one location that had all these different therapies and things under one roof. And that's where we got the idea to create a center that would do that. And that's ultimately where the idea of the American Autism and Rehabilitation Center was born. And that was a number of years ago. And um, it's a project that we thought about, we dreamed about, we put plans together, and then we made it happen. And now uh, this coming up week we'll be done with construction and we'll go into the phase of preparing all the uh, electronic health records and the billing software and all that fun stuff. But once we get that done, we'll be ready to open. That's Really exciting. I mean, do, you know what made me so excited when you were talking about that? Um, no, to be fair, <laughs> there's all kinds of approaches in autism, as I'm sure you discovered. Um, and, you know, about 10% of the people have these great stories where the child improves and it's really exciting. And so... This other 90% of the people are sitting there going, what am I doing wrong? Why is my child not improving? And there are a few multi-therapy centers here and there that really try to do what you're trying to do, um, but not enough, uh, not very many. And why it was so exciting for me is your journey, your decision to take action, make a difference, actually make this happen, follow through, do the learning, do the building, the building, do that. You know. um, I don't know if you've noticed this in the world of autism, but it's certainly probably true in all brain disorders, but we live in this sort of uh, bemoaning state of it's really hard, it's really hard, it's really hard, look how awful it is. And that's led by a lot of our... Um, not to name names, a lot of our associations in autism lead the this is hard, this is terrible card with that card so that they can make money. So it's a way to get donations is to always cry the blues about it. And never when I talked to you did I hear that 
kind of approach to autism. It's one of the reasons I kept wanting to have you on the show. Um, let's talk about that just for a second. So you had a choice. You could, you all could just go, oh, no, he's autistic. Let's, let's make true all these never happens that the doctors have said, or let's just really learn about this. Is that just your nature? Was, um, you know, is your family like that? Just talk to that for a minute, because if you can lead people to be a little more like that, their lives will be better. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you the, the first story that my, when my nephew was uh, born and started to grow, growing up, he was completely what I consider neurotypical. I mean, he laughed, he giggled, he had eye contact, he was affectionate, he was just your typical thriving little, you know, blue-eyed baby boy and progressed into the world of autism to where um, when he was about 15, 16 months old, uh, he would push toys over and spin the wheels. He would line everything up. He would um, had terrible, you know, bowel issues. He would not sleep throughout the night. He was fussy 24-7, um, became a picky eater when he used to eat anything in front of him, whether it was food or not. <laughs> uh, he uh, became an extremely picky eater. And, I mean, our, just the whole world had changed. And when we took him to a diagnostician, uh, this diagnostician diagnosed him with autism and literally told us that um, that we should go to Easter Seals and get uh, free therapy until he's three years old. We should take out all of the TVs from our home and mentally prepare to put him in a mental, mental institution when he got older. And that was it. That was our whole visit. And um, I became infuriated because I believe that there are possibilities. I believe that no man should tell another person, you know, what they won't do for the rest of their life. I, I believe in providing hope, which is actually the tagline for our center, is providing hope for your special needs child. And, and our approach, uh, Lynette, is, is, is actually right in line exactly what you said. You know, there is not a one fix for autism, in, in my opinion. You, there's, not, there's not one pill. There's not one therapy. There's not one thing because all these children on the autism spectrum are totally unique and different. You know, if you look at uh, cancer, for example, if someone finds a cancer cell in someone's body, then they say that individual has cancer. Well, there's not an autism cell. There's not an autism gene. Autism is a word that describes all of these underlying conditions that they call comorbid conditions that need to be addressed individually. And so, you know, I'll give you just a, a, an example. Probably everybody listening in today has either tried or heard of different diets that you can put your child on. And, um, and a lot of times those certain diets can help certain individuals, but uh, one, of the, one of the primary diets you hear a lot about is the gluten-free diet. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the issue with that, and, and this, again, this is just my opinion, but the issue with that is not every child is gluten intolerant. And so to go across the board and say, well, my child got results from this and everybody else that has autism is going to get great results from this is just not true. And oh, you can spend a lot yeah. of money and a lot of time trying to go gluten-free for a child that has, doesn't have a gluten intolerance issue, you know. So every child is different, and that's our approach. Yeah, in fact, um, just to underscore that, um, I'm thinking of my son, Rye, and so often – and I see this a lot in, out in the world, but I'll use my son as an example. Um, you know, the, someone will say, use this particular hemisync uh, meditation tape or this particular uh, approach to raise your serotonin. Or, and those are all the idea being to stabilize and calm and, and blend and, and soften uh, emotions and mood. And uh, <laughs> if you do anything that's calming or raises serotonin in that boy, you will create an intense depression and a rage response. So just because <laughs> in somebody else that's the need doesn't mean that's the need in in each one. Now, his brother, it will help him, and they're both autistic. So, you know, exactly. You can't use one thing and just paint that brush everywhere. Absolutely. Well, and you look at, you know, the majority of kids on the spectrum – are very picky eaters. They, they, on average, eat between three and five foods on a regular basis, which, you know, is they need more nutrition than that. But what does one child need that's eating five different picky foods 
versus the other child that's also a picky eater, but say that they both need the same exact supplement or the same exact, you know, right. therapy or right. same exact nutritional treatment. It's just, it's, it's just yeah, not it true. So you got to be careful because everybody is out there trying to sell something and your child is different than the other child that may have the same diagnosis. And, uh, as a mother warrior or father warrior listening in, that's, uh, that's your job to be able to, you know, to watch that child and work with them and be, be the, the biggest advocate for them. Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay, so I like to give gifts to my people, and by telling them about Legal Shield and what they can get and the kind of support that Legal Shield does, definitely got a gift. Um, telling them about your center soon to be done, at least constructed. <laughs> um, <laughs> that that's a gift. Um, let's do one more. So you are this kind of guy. I mean, I, we sat and we we hung out quite a bit. So. Is that something you think that people can can create in themselves? And if so, by this kind of guy, what I mean is that take action, make a decision, actually follow through and turn it into something. That's the kind of person you are. So is this something you think that other people who don't feel that way right now because they just got a diagnosis or they just heard bad news of some kind and they feel like they can't take any action or turn it into anything, do you have any advice from them? Do you think that somebody can become that? Or is that just who you always were and who your family is? And talk, I really want to kind of dig into that for a minute because it's sort of up right now in the world. Absolutely. Well, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of Jim Rohn. And Jim Rohn is a philosopher. If you don't know who he is, he's just an amazing man. It's known all over the world. As, yeah, as I think his last, name is, his last name is spelled R-O-H-N, right, if they want to go That's correct. Okay, go on. Absolutely. And and he says, you know, in life you need to, he's talking about business on this one um, tape that I've listened to. He says that, you know, you need to nourish like a mother and protect like a father. And he's speaking to individuals. He's not speaking to a mother and speaking separately to a father. He's talking to all of us. And I believe deep down inside, every single one of us have the ability, ability to nourish like a mother and protect like a father. And in the world of autism, you've got to decide that your child can get better. It is possible. There is a uh, solution or there is a path of progress, and you, you've got to just decide that you're going to find it. And, you, you know, there are a lot of people that will tell you what to do. There are a lot of people that will tell you what you cannot do. But as a, a mother or a father that's um, dealing with this, is, is the tenacity has got to come from within you and you've got to understand that you are your child's biggest advocate yet you're the one that is that is pushing and, and leading the race for them and that's really what i fell in love with with my nephew and and uh and his you know his progress has been just really from tenacity you know years and years ago we were thrown into this world not knowing anything we we didn't know what lynette louise at the time we, we had to grow and evolve and develop and you know, go down a pathway that would eventually lead us to cross paths. And I'm very thankful that we did. But before that, when we first, when this first happened, uh, we were clueless in the world of autism. We didn't know what to do for my nephew. We, we listened to doctors that said, this will not work. We listened to other doctors that said, this will work. And what do you do with information like that? And uh, we just decided that we were just going to have the tenacity to do whatever it takes, that we believed that there was a way for him to get better that he was a beautiful person, a beautiful creation, and we loved him very much and decided that if there was a way, we were going to find it. And uh, and I don't think it came naturally, Lynette. I think, um, you know, because we have to work, we had to work on that, and we still have to to this day. So it's a, it's a challenge. It will stretch you. It will make you grow. But it's a worthy cause. And at the end yeah. of the day, you're, you're that child's biggest advocate because they can't do it by themselves. They need you. And... Uh, I believe that's where if you just take it day by day, because at times it can be stressful, at times it can be tough, and at times you can want to throw your hands in the air and just completely give up. But if you just take it day by day um, and just fight today, you know, tomorrow will worry about itself. Tomorrow you can wake up and decide what you're going to do then. But just fight today for that child, and, um, you know, ultimately you'll find the resources and things that you need to, to make it happen. That's great advice. That's something I do every day. I wake up. I open my eyes, and I go, oh, and then I go, what would a great person do with this day? 
and I look at my plan for the day with those eyes, I cannot tell you how much that changed things. Instead of waking up going, oh, another day or whatever. When you make a decision right at the outset of what kind of person you want to live inside your body as, you you see everything different. And that's a nice tip for folks. Now, one more thing to build off of what you said, and then we'll have to close with a little inf- whatever information you want to share. Um, one thing, people have a tendency to either look for what's different or look for what's the same. So they either try to, when you have your eyes and your questions, you look out into the world, you look for the exception to the circumstance, and then you follow that path, or you're the person who looks for proof that your situation is the way the situations are. Now, here's where this gets tricky. If you're looking at negative things and you're the person looking for the exception, you're going to find hope. You're going to, go, you're going to look and say, ooh, I see. There's oh, a great example is World War Z, of all things. Um, he's, you know, if you've seen that movie, those zombies are coming and everybody, you know. But the main character is just constantly looking for what's different and notices a few cases where nobody's attacking them, but they don't. They aren't zombies yet. So that was what was different. That's what led him to the answer. Now, when you have something negative, you're looking for what's different, you find hope. When you have something positive, when everything's beautiful and you're looking for what's different, you'll listen to the fear-mongering in the news and you'll find warnings. So the trick is to know who you are and then to make a decision about how you want to live in your day. And from there you go, okay, this is what I have to pay attention to because I'm the kind of person who looks for support. I'm going to look for the supportive stories for healing because I want to live in my day as towards a healing story. If you want to, you see what I'm saying? So it depends on the kind of person you are. It sounds like Kevin is the uncle that every one of you wishes you had for your child. And he's going to find an answer. So first of all, Kudos to you, Kevin. Your family's very lucky. I know there's a bunch of moms out there really wishing you were the uncle to their child. And and just thank you for explaining it the way you did so I could jump off and put a period on that sentence so that people are aware of it as it comes together and they can check it out and sort of watch it take shape and how to contact you. Absolutely. Well, uh, you can uh, look up our center currently by the... uh, Website link, www.americanautismcenter.com, americanautismcenter.com. That actually forwards you straight to our Facebook page currently as the web page is under development. Um, and you'll see our page there. Just like the page, and as we come up with updates, uh, we share a lot of things just for the autism community. So whether you're local or not is, is irrelevant. Um, we would love to have you in our, our community of family and friends on Facebook and our network. Uh, but you can like the page there. You'll see um, all the updates that we post, things that are local and things that are really just worldwide to help for autism awareness and um, a lot of different things like that. And also, I'm currently the one that's monitoring that. You can send me a message on there. My name's Kevin Moeller. You can also look me up on Facebook. But I'm all over that page, um, and that's where you can find me. Uh, our phone number is on there as well. Our current uh, construction schedule uh, we we are uh, looking to open in mid-November of this year, um, in 2014. So we're just around the corner from our grand opening, and we're thoroughly excited about it. That's awesome. Well, that's very exciting. Um, and any last words? Any you know, this is your moment to say. It doesn't even have to be on topic. <laughs> this is your moment to say. You know, whatever you think you want to share, or or you think will help people to hear, or both. Well, I um, I'd like to just second what you said. You know, people we make we make uh, emotional decisions and justify it with logic, and you're going to get more of of, uh, of what you focus on. You know, to put it simply, uh, I don't have all of the uh, education and certifications and things that you have, Lynette, to put it so uh, precise. But you know, what you focus on, you get more of. And together, that uh, there's there's nothing that we can't accomplish together as an autism community. Um, you know, you may be one person. Sometimes you feel like you're the only person that's in the fight, but I assure you, you're surrounded by countless other people that are in this with you that are not going to give up because I can promise you this. I'm not going to give up. Um, I'm not going to give up, and, and we can all uh, fight together to progress for our kids and for these children and for this generation that uh, that needs an advocate, that needs somebody to stand up to to work and to fight for them. And that's what we're here to do together. So never lose hope. 
Um, and that's what our center stands for, providing hope for your special needs child. But we all have that within us to, to push forward and to make that happen and to focus on the great things, but also to accept uh, you know, your, your child and for who they are. You know, one thing I love about uh, my nephew is, you know, he doesn't really have autism. He has awesomeism. You know, he's just <laughs> an awesome guy that that I love. I would not change him, you know, for anything. You know, I'm here to help him progress and socially and in society and, and independent function. But other than that, I, I wouldn't change a thing about him. I mean, he's he's awesome. He's brilliant. He's uh, he's just different. But guess what? So am I. You know, so so is everybody that's on the show today. So uh, love them for who they are and, um, you know, surround yourself by positive people that think like you do and that are here to support you and not tell you what you or your child can or cannot do. Surround yourself by people that believe in possibilities and together we'll, we'll see a better world. You're right. The end. That was wonderful. This is Kevin Moeller, the Take Action Dude. Don't forget to check out his his page and ask him about Legal Shield. I uh, heard about it for a long time and and never did it. And when I met Kevin, I decided to go ahead and get it. And as I told you, I've already benefited greatly. So if I was you, I would follow up on that. It feels good to know that there's someone you can call. Um, all right. Thank you so much for being with us and, and sharing, you know, sort of the development stage of your great project. And we look forward to hearing when the doors open so people can come in droves and get help. Well, thanks, Lynette. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. All right. Bye, Kevin. Wow, what a great show. Uh, we talked to Vince about Zay, and we've we've really gotten to know that family, actually, and kind of gone through their trials and tribulations together. Um, in addition, we just talked with Kevin Mueller about Legal Shield and his project and his nephew, and we're just full of information and story today. So I'm going to keep this one short, but it is time for Stories All right, let's tell an uplifting story because today we've used a lot of words like fight. You know, we've been fighting with neighbors and fighting with landlords and fighting, right? And even even Kevin, who's got such an uplifting way about him and is such an action dude, he's still using terms like fight, let's fight for the kids. And, and so I was thinking that, you know, we have the R campaign. Maybe we should have the F campaign, and I don't mean the four-letter word. I mean F-I-G-H-T. Five letter word. Instead of talking about fight, 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 let's talk about love, 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 love. Turns out the four letter word is the good word today. So as an example to that, I'm going to talk to you about my son, Rye, because every once in a while I find myself at a loss for a story, but I can always pull one from my past. So here we go. My son, Rye, had... As you probably remember, he had uh, not only autism, but fetal alcohol. Remember, he's adopted, so I didn't give him the fetal alcohol syndrome. Um, but he had autism, fetal alcohol syndrome, uh, retardation, Tourette's. And when the Tourette's hit, it was really tough. He got real angry, and he was doing all kinds of punching holes in walls and screaming and yelling and uh, basically punching trees and spanking trees. Fortunately, we lived in the country. It was really, really challenging, and it was awful to see him feel that way. And there was a point where I found myself wanting to use Be the Stronger personality so he would listen to my authority so that he would not act out. And he took this anger that he had and this jealousy that he had, and he acted out on his nephews. So he began to uh, be jealous of them if they sang better than him or if they were smarter than him or if they dressed cooler than him. And sometimes he would lose his temper around them or on them. Um, and we needed to cut that, get, you know, just stop that immediately. No messing around or else, you know, he was going to have to go somewhere because we have to keep people safe. And there was this moment where I wanted to be the alpha dog and be the one who was the stronger, more authoritative presence so that he would not dare to act out. Now, I can actually pick a few moments because I had to return to this lesson a few times. So I'm actually going to 
give you one, the one that's the easiest to tell, even though it's forward in time from when he was doing this with his nephews. We'd already sort of got past that. But it's easier to tell this story. So we're driving down the highway. He's just gone for a job interview, trying to get a job as a sign holder. And he'd been socially inappropriate, gone in and helped himself to product at the interview. So, you know, they had a popcorn machine. He went and got himself some popcorn. He sat down, put his feet up. He wasn't going to get hired. Um, the irony is, actually, they were pretty desperate and were willing to give him a shot. But on the way home, I was explaining to him how he had behaved, and this had made him very angry. And so he got madder and madder and madder. And because I'm driving, I'm not fully with it on my own skills. And I went ahead and used that alpha personality, even though by now I knew better. So I went, Ry, you have to absolutely stop it. <laughs> Well, that didn't work. He punched a hole in the, or rather, he punched the windshield and it all cracked and spiderwebbed and I pulled over and called the police and, you know, tried to make a, a very alpha statement like none of this behavior is allowed. And here's the thing. The funniest part is that what really worked, I mean, that was good. I showed a zero tolerance um, response, but what really worked was when I went, honey, I think you just didn't understand, so let me explain. I love you. You, you, did. you made a couple mistakes. When I dropped into helpmate, when I sparkled my eyes and looked at him with love, when I told him what he did right and then informed him on the areas of improvement, he stopped behaving like that. Voila. Let's get rid of F-I-G-H-T and use L-O-V-E all over everybody, everywhere in the world. So let's shine the light of if we're going to use ridicule, if we're going to make jokes, if we have to do that, let's shine that on the people that are using F-I-G-H-T. And let's applaud the people using L-O-V-E. And if you'd love to help me help other people, please go to Indiegogo and look up Fix It in Five Israel. Help me get out to Israel and change a family's life. I'm Lynette Louise, your story teacher host, otherwise known as the Brain Broad. This is a new spin on Autism Answers. Thank you for being here because without you, I'd just be talking to myself. Thank you for joining the show today. Lynette is the author of the refreshingly honest and at times hilarious new book, Miracles Are Made, A Real-Life Guide to Autism. You can purchase this and other materials by looking on the webtalkradio.net website and clicking on the covers. You can also click through to her Facebook page and check out any show you may have missed by looking in the archives. We'll see you soon for another edition of a new spin on autism. Answers. Spinning in circles and talking to myself. Spinning in circles and talking to myself. Spinning in circles and talking to myself. I can't hear.